All right, Monday, President's Day edition of Corbett's Corner. I'm Dylan Corbett. Again, apologize for being kind of off the air for the weekend. I uh, was in desperate need of a vacation. We were still riding. I, I want to start with some programming notes, I guess. We were riding that Eddie Quartz Guess Better high. There's nothing better than when that thing starts going off, when uh, the people get about it day four through day six. Everyone's clamoring for the jackpot. Unfortunately, the Blackhawks pissed it away on day seven. So that's nuts. So we'll be having a new guest better starting tomorrow on Tuesday. But yeah, so that was last Thursday. Incredible. Uh, and then I was in St. Louis for the weekend. So I enjoyed my time there. Marty Graw, but I am back and I'm looking to put in some work this week. Um, really appreciated everyone I ran into um, in St. Louis. I mean, it was it's already been invigorating the first couple months I've been doing this. But damn, I mean, the the amount of support I was not even expecting to see, you know. Uh, St. Louis, I consider my hometown, basically, and I, I haven't been really, you know, there since I left high school and, uh, you know, senior year of high school, I graduated and went to college. But damn, just the connections I feel to people that are listeners of this podcast that enjoy it, that support it, uh, I just really was overwhelmed and appreciated. And I love how many people want to have a hand in this. I want everyone to have a hand in this. I want to build this thing up grassroots. I want us to, you know, take over this digital audio atmosphere. Tell your friends about it. I feel like we're super popular in St. Louis, Minneapolis, Chicago, Peoria, you know, Columbus. Let's trickle down to Dallas some more. Uh, San Francisco, you know, let's spread this thing. Uh, so I really do appreciate that. And uh, look out for winging a noon episode coming up here. Um, on Tuesday, maybe we push it back because it's President's Day. We're all, we all got that kind of two-day Mardi Gras hangover. I know uh, my all-nighter on Saturday certainly didn't help. But uh, exciting weekend. I uh, appreciated all the love, and um, I'm still here for you. So putting in some work this week. Uh, look out for a new episode of Wing It, New Guest Better, Corbett's. Let's go on another run. I want to give away that jackpot. Yes, I've been adding money even though we've been off a couple days. Uh, the Australian Open, and oh boy. Boston College, you know, kind of out of nowhere, finally cans, finally, finally, cans Jim Christian. All that's coming up. So, again, this is the confusing part. Uh, some of you just listen exclusively on Spotify. You do that by typing in Dylan Corbett on Spotify uh, and then just follow there. Just follow on Spotify and you can listen to, again, menu options, whichever you like. If you not are into sports, uh, that's fine. You know, check out Winging It every Tuesday. Core Trades is going to debut this week, too. I had some fun doing the promo with uh, Austin Platts, I mean Tompkins, and uh, Drew, a.k.a. Carmichael. So we are actually going to be taking that, you know, seriously and going to be trying to put in some uh, content for you. Of course, the stock market closed today in um, President's Day. So I, I woke up. I was like, what the hell? You know, that's part of <laughs> Mondays used to suck. Now Mondays are, oh, my God, I can't wait to see how the market's doing today. Uh, it's all part of growing up, you know. I, I've always said this, you, you, the gateway, you get weed in high school, sports betting eventually, like, at the end of your college years, right when you graduate, and all of a sudden, you discover the stock market. Something else I've been discovering lately, my uh, later 20s here, 26, tennis. I'm becoming the most avid tennis fan ever. The Australian Open has me absolutely hooked. Okay, let's get to the news that broke actually today. I was kind of like, ah, oh, shit, what the hell do I want to talk about today? But uh, and then it graced my phone with the news that Jim Christian has been fired uh, by Boston College. Again, this is, God, he was there way too long, seven years, something like that. Uh, the only reason he got another year this year was because they didn't want to have to buy him out. 
because uh, every single, like a lot of colleges held on to their head coaches, even though they wanted to can them because, you know, they don't want to have to shed extra money in a year that they're going to be hemorrhaging it with the coronavirus pandemic. So Jim Christian gets a, a great recruit, right? He's got the Langford brothers and it's like, okay, you know, we got Jay Heath back. We got some players. And then immediately I was just, we cover against Villanova. We were leading that game. That was the first game of the season. And then it was just a train wreck. Uh, Jeff Halfley showed you just the difference in coaching. He had a locker room bought into him, bought into the system, bought into, hey, we got to do this safely for our guys, for our locker room, for our coaches, for our staff. He didn't have a single coronavirus case the entire year. That is incredible, Boston College football. Of course, this year, uh, Jim Christian then opens up basketball season and not even halfway through it, boom, COVID. And again, I know it's an infectious disease. I'm not trying to say, oh my God, if you get COVID, you're a terrible coach. You let this happen to the kids. You, you know, the kids are irresponsible. No, but it just shows the difference of, you know, a disciplined program before Jim Christian has no control of that locker room. He hasn't for six years. Um, embarrassing record. He was 25%. I tweeted this out. He had like 26 wins and 96 losses in the ACC. I mean, he might be one of the worst Power 5 conferences. Now, Boston College is no powerhouse program, obviously. You know, I'm the only Boston College fan you guys know. But, you know, the days of Jared Dudley were how I really got into it. Imagine Boston College. They're number two in the country with Matt Ryan, and that's coming off a couple of years where they had this Elite Eight run under Al Skinner with Jared Dudley. Um you know, he's probably the face of BC basketball. I remember Tyrese Rice. He was one of the be- a great ACC player, a real short point guard, but he could ball. He dropped 40 points against Duke, 40 points against North Carolina, but really just made it overseas. Um, you know, who the hell wants to coach this program? I thought the same about Boston College football. And then all of a sudden, from the heavens comes down Jeff Halfley. I'm in love with this man. This guy is, as a coach, as a player, as a human, uh, excuse me, as a coach, as a human, like this guy is my spirit animal, Jeff Halfley. Can we get that guy in the basketball arena? Can we get, can we have, if Halfley, Halfley's already carrying the program, right? You guys are starting to hear about Boston College now. He puts you on the map. Uh, especially in a year the Patriots really are kind of the laughing stock with Brady leaving, winning a title, and Belichick is left with his pants hanging down. Um, if you could pair another coach that embodies just the persona, embodies uh, you know the passion that Jeff Halfley shows for this program and just for team, like just for sportsmanship, uh, just for being a good dude, that could be scary because they, you look what Nebraska was trying to do. They could have had that with Frost and Hoiberg. And I'm still not shutting the door on that, but you need two faces coming in there that are going to execute. Frost hasn't been that. Halfley has for year one, and the future looks really, really bright in the years ahead. Who is going to be that basketball guy to come in here? And I'll endure some years. I've endured some shit years with this basketball team. I mean, I wasn't even watching this season because it was such a train wreck. I couldn't even I couldn't even get myself to lower my expectations. I would rather watch recruiting news paint dry then have to watch Jim Christian basketball again I'm just looking forward to Halfley's new season again here coming up and it's months away um you know who are we going to get I would love to get Jared Dudley yeah he's still in the NBA this guy is at LeBron's hip I I want that dude he is the most famous BC basketball player I would argue of my generation maybe even before if you get that dude in there screw coaching experience it's not about coaching experience anymore People are hiring Steve Nash. I want people that are players, coaches, guys that have ties to the program. Jared Dudley is a great ambassador for BC. He's a great teammate. He's a great ambassador for the NBA. Everyone who plays with him loves him. He is, you know, he was a role player, but he's also an NBA champion. 
I've got a Jared Dudley Phoenix Suns jersey. Uh, and, you know, he's learning at the hip of LeBron. You know, that's going to that's some big guns shit coming in there. If you get Halfley and Jared Dudley. Um, but I did see, too, he's still under contract with the Lakers. Who knows what he's going to do? I mean, he's barely playing. He's literally a locker room guy at this point. But I, I think that's the no-brainer hire. I don't know if BC will do it because it lines up. Yeah, maybe we're a year away from this actually being a lock-on candidate, Dudley to BC. But, you know, why not try and sway him away? Hey, Jared, you know, once the NBA season wraps up, you're thinking about stepping away, we've got a five-year deal sitting here for you. I would fucking love that. Other coaching candidates, I mean, I saw like this list and it was like this BC beat writer who I love following. Uh, he tweets out this list and Dudley was the name that jumped out to me. And the other names are like, oh, you know, this guy from St. Bonaventure who was 50 games above 500. It's like, no, I don't want the next Jim Christian. I want a guy to make a splash. And I think Dudley's the guy there. Uh, but anyway, okay, let's wrap this up here. Corbett's Corner on a President's Day Monday. You guys checking out the Australian Open. Uh, one of my favorite moments from Saturday was obviously an all-nighter, you know, a full day of Mardi Gras drinking, but ending the night with, I'm staying up for my whole, I got a flight at 6 a.m. anyway, okay, why not stay up? A bunch of people staying up with me, uh, you know, after a party, and I convince everyone, hey, we're rolling Djokovic minus 200 against, I think it was Milos Raonic, and we, we're watching this tennis match at 4.30 a.m. on a Sunday, uh, one of the most exhilarating things ever. If you're watching tennis, um, you know, check it out. I implore it. It's awesome. And the Australian Open is one of those tournaments to do. So we're down to the final eight on both the men's and the women's side. Uh, who you guys got? It's going to be interesting. So tennis is funny because you get these massive favorites. And I've just been, you know, I, I've just been not afraid to absolutely nuke these money lines. So Djokovic, I would, you know, it's 5 a.m. in the morning. I throw 15 units on Djokovic. Yes, you already know he moved on. He's playing tonight again. Well, we don't have Corbett's name. Maybe I'm sneaking in a little episode here at the end of Corbett's Corner. Um, but no, there are some great matchups here. Here are the names that you guys recognize. Serena Williams. She's going late night. You can't sleep. You're an insomniac sometimes. How about her matchup against Simona Halep? Maybe some of you recognize that, that name, but she's a dominant tennis player. Serena's obviously the one everyone knows. She's basically the Tiger Woods of tennis, right? But I got Halep tonight. This is basically a pick 'em. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, I think it's the best one there in the final eight of the women. Uh, Osaka is playing too. So it could potentially be Osaka Halep or Osaka Serena, which is always going to be great. Those are the big ones tonight. Djokovic also going against Zeverev. I, again, I like Djokovic to move on. I told you, I think he was the odds on favorite for the tournament for a reason. Uh, he was almost injured there in kind of an early round match, but uh, he handled Raonic pretty well, and it would be really impressive. I think some people are thinking Zeverev could steal this one here. It's going to be a great matchup. Late, late night, 3.15 a.m. Central, roughly. Uh, I like Djokovic to move on. On the women's side, again, it's interesting. Ashley Barty, she's the world's number one ranked tennis player, and I think she, I just took her plus 250 to win out of the uh, final eight. At first, I thought it was Cannon. Cannon got out early. Osaka was the favorite coming in. She's still hanging around. I think it's going to be interesting, though, because Osaka's going to have to go through a tough opponent tonight, a live dog. I do not know how to pronounce her name, so I will not try that, but, you know, her side of the bracket's a little bit tougher because she might have to go through Serena or Simona. Uh, and I still like Djokovic. She's going to be staring. Uh, how about Rafael Nadal against Tsitsipas? That's going to be a great one on the other side. It's basically setting up for Rafael Nadal against 
uh, Djokovic, but I think the spoilers could be keep an eye out. Uh, Daniel Medvedev and uh, who did I just say earlier? I like Medvedev and Zverev. Keep an eye on them. I think it is going to end up being Djokovic, Nadal, kind of the two tennis players of our generation, Federer also. Uh, I was shocked. I just learned Djokovic was 33 today. It's crazy. Uh, there are some young tennis stars, too. I mean, this dude's seat Cpas. This dude's been on the map for a while now. That He's 22. He's a 22-year-old from Greece. Uh, tennis, man. I'm slowly, it's slowly ascending my uh, favorite sports to watch uh, leaderboard there. So a little Australian Open to wrap things up here on Corbett's Corner. Okay, so a big week uh, after a much-needed vacation. How about that? Jeez, it was so cold. The entire you know United States is just going through an entire cold front right now. It's snowing in San Antonio. What's going on there? Winning it drops tomorrow. We'll have Corbett's back tomorrow with a new guest better and look for core trades to debut this week uh, with Tompkins, Austin Platts, and myself, Dylan Corbett Burns. Uh, so I'm back here. I'm back to putting in some work. Appreciate all the support you guys have shown me throughout the months and continuing to do so. I'm here for you on the Dylan Corbett Podcast Network, that website I've been promising for two and a half months. Uh, maybe I knock it out today. Maybe I don't. Who knows? 